Welcome to the Sex, Money, and Real Estate Podcast, the show for real estate couples about how to close more deals in the bedroom. My name is Bill Jamison. And I'm Nancy Jamison. And each week we deep dive into juicy, intentional, sexy conversations, sharing with you what it takes to create balance in your intimate relationships and your real estate business. Thank you so much for being here. Shall we begin? Hola, baby. Hey, baby. What's happening? You are. I, I, really? Yes, I like your glasses. <laughs> I like you. you being this close to me, too. Yeah, we're sitting in different <laughs> positions today. We're trying a new position today. Yes, always. <laughs> it's fantastic. <laughs> yes. Awesome. This, is, this, this is the side-by-side position. Yeah, but you know what's funny about this position is I just heard another laugh. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> There's a third in here. There is a third. Ooh, Ooh well, that could get a little what, juicy. What does that mean? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Awesome. Well, hey, everybody. What's up, Jam Fam? I am Nancy Jamison. And I am Bill Jamison. And we are the co-hosts of Sex, Money, and Real Estate Podcast. So we're super glad you're here. Thanks so much for showing up. We are here to uh, demonstrate the possibility of massively successful balance in your intimate relationships and your real estate business. Yes, absolutely. And then the other thing that we love talking to you guys about is turning breakdowns into breakthroughs. You know, we, we have a whole new meaning or adding a whole new meaning to uh, turning breakdowns into breakthroughs or B2B, as I like to call it. Mm-hmm. It's not business to business. It's not bed and breakfast. I like bed and breakfast, though. Well, yeah, but we're talking about breakdown to breakthroughs. Right, 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 right. Got yes, okay, absolutely. Cool. So if we can do it, you guys can do it, too. And, um, and, we you know, and if you all are, you know, having a breakdown and going through a break, breakthrough, mm. um, we would like to hear about it. Like, reach out to us at Gmail, sexmoneyandrealestate at gmail.com and let us know what your breakdown to breakthrough is. Yes, or you can also go to the website at jamesonandcompany.com forward slash podcast. Fill out an application to be on the show as a guest and interview or and be interviewed. Or you can actually submit your breakdown to breakthrough story um, if you wanted to share it with us in written form because I know a lot of you guys enjoy writing also. So. Check it out, jamesonandcompany.com forward slash podcast. Awesome. Cool. What do we, uh, what do we have on tap today? So, yeah, today is awesome. It's very unique and exciting. And our magic <laughs> and the episode topic is all rolled into one today. Oh, my gosh. So magic, as you guys know, how we love to start off each episode with magic, is your ability to influence self, others, and life in a very empowering way because you can do it in a disempowering way and that can definitely lead to a certain result. However, possibly we like a breakdown. Possibly a breakdown. <laughs> we like to focus on the empowering magic. So with, with that being said without further ado. But we've been talking to you guys about this for weeks now and here she is live in our bedroom. <laughs> Ms. <laughs> Stacy S. Weiss. Yes. Thank you. Hi. So excited to be here. (laughs) I didn't know I'd been talked about for a few weeks. This is exciting. Yes. We uh, we led up, you know, the last couple of weeks. We're just sharing with everybody about, you know, the big announcement with somebody has joined the team and that somebody happens to be you and you are beautiful and strong and amazing. And um, and I'm kind of partial because we've been coaching together for a long time, but I'll stick a pin in that and we can share more about that later. But yes, so Stacy 
decided to, um, well, we got into relationship with Stacy a, a couple of weeks ago in terms of actually joining Jameson and Company. And so we've partnered together and, um, and we'll go further into that story as well. But that's my magic is that Stacy is sitting with us here in our master bedroom. Yep, absolutely. And my magic <laughs> is similar where, you know, you and I had talked about building a team, but not necessarily, you know, really having all the burners on to, you know, full full steam ahead to to figure out what that was going to look like. And yet it was always like an intention that we've had for, you know, for a few years now to like have somebody on that's going to be amazing and powerful and, and connected and somebody who really wants to take this thing to the next level with mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. And you showed up. <laughs> and it's so beautiful. So mm-hmm. my magic is, yeah, you being here today and uh, doing all that you do. So mm-hmm. thank you. Thank you, guys. Awesome. Yeah. So... What magic would you like to share? Well, that's part of my magic for sure. Awesome. I mean, it's just been, it's only been a couple of weeks that we've been doing this together, but I cannot believe the impact that it's had just on me personally in the way that I'm waking up, you know, coming to work. And it's just so exciting and what's ahead. And I feel this momentum. So it's really been beautiful. And I've always been on teams or built teams my whole career in all of my different careers. Mm-hmm. And so to be a single agent alone for so long just i really it just finally stopped like my i finally realized like this doesn't align this doesn't make any sense so just being back on a team and having people holding you accountable but also holding you up and lifting you up it's just it's just been magical like i get so excited to come to work so it's really fun mm-hmm. i'm very happy about that That's cool awesome. and i guess my biggest magic is that this weekend was so packed i turned 51 on yes. saturday may Happy 15th birthday. thank yeah. you <laughs> and then my son graduated from high school on sunday the 16th so it was a wow. very magical weekend it's yes. amazing oh my gosh i cannot believe he graduated high school already i it, i swear i said to him i'm like i literally remember bringing the day i brought you home from the hospital like it was yesterday mm-hmm. wow. i mean it does i can't even figure out where 18 years went mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah it's just crazy so what's next up for him He's going to SCAD in Savannah, so okay. S- Savannah College of Art and Design, nice. and he's going to the Savannah campus to study Woo. performing arts. Oh my that gosh. Awesome. Yeah, so congratulations, yeah. Hayden. Thank you. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, yes, yes. And to you, you got one out of the house. Only one more to go. <laughs> Only one more to go. <laughs> one more to go. <laughs> cool, 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 cool. Awesome. Very cool. Well, we are definitely interested in hearing your breakdown a breakthrough story because it is it's a juicy one it's a complex one it's full of love and and light and grit and compassion and conflict and resolve and strength and just it all of those beautiful things are all around you and or about you and yet uh I'd like for you to share it from from your perspective so you know, give us give us some context or or some background, you know, or emotions or to set the scene like and you can start from wherever it is that you feel inspired to start and then just take us through the journey of Stacy. I mean, you know, I remember one of the very first meetings that we were together and the intention was to move into Stacy 2.0, you know, mm-hmm. and so that has been a really beautiful intentional path and journey and I am incredibly honored to be on that journey with you and again you know I can I have my experience of it and I definitely believe that your story has the um 
the, the wherewithal to impact millions of people. So here's your opportunity. The stage is yours, my love. Oh, thank <laughs> you so much. Um, <laughs> it is interesting just to preface that you have your life that you're doing, however many years you've been on your earthly journey. And you, I don't realize the impact that the story can have until people have come into my life and said, your story can change other people. Like yeah. you have to share your story. Mm -hmm. Like this is, this is the purpose for it. And so the opportunity to do it with you guys, I appreciate that so much. And thank you. I'm very grateful for that. Mm -hmm. And it also, um, just reinforces what everyone's been saying. So I guess I always kind of start my story when I was five. So, and then I, and I, it won't take that long. I know I just said I turned 51, so don't freak out. Um, but I always that's start there terrible. because that's really the most first impactful situation that occurred in my life. And then I, it goes faster after that. So um, I, I grew up in a little town in Pennsylvania, super tiny little town called Bradford, only place in the world that Zippo lighters are made, by the way. Oh, okay. Um, so look at the bottom of your Zippo lighter and it says made in Bradford, PA. Uh, so my parents um, divorced when I was five years old mm -hmm. and that was 1975. So that was unusual. Um, people didn't get divorced then that much. Yeah. Um, and certainly not when your kids were that young. Uh, so my brother, I have a younger brother. He was three at the time. So my parents divorced when I was five and I kind of became my mother's caregiver mm -hmm. um, and realized this much later in life. I didn't realize the impact that that had had on me, mm -hmm. um, but she leaned on me a lot um, at five years old, and, you know, to comfort her and kind of help her through um, what she was going through. And, you know, none of us really knew what the heck was going on. So right. that shaped so much of who I am now and who I, how I did my childhood. There was not a lot of being a kid. So I realized that later in life, like, ooh, I missed that. So I definitely mm. took the opportunities later to, to make all those mistakes, too. Um, <laughs> so five, and then uh, my dad remarried when I was 11. And then when my mom remarried when I was 15, um, that was the big one. So that was the next big one. Um, she married a man who later we came to find out had many mental illness issues. Mm. Um, so I learned much about mental illness at a very young age and um, to the point where we committed him twice um, to an institution wow. in the time that I was living at home still. And this relationship continued on for 12 years total before she finally left and he's since passed wow. um, just from you know his detrimental life that he, that he had. Um, and there was a lot of very difficult situations that I dealt with at that time. And especially being a teenager, um, I was finishing out high school at the time. Um, he was, there was a point where he wouldn't speak to my brother or, or I, um, and we were living within the home wow. with him. Wow. Um, so we would be at the dinner table and he would say to my mother, tell Stacy to pass me the bread. Oh, to that, to that level. Wow. Yeah. To that level. And Super I'd be sitting next to him. Aggressive, huh? Yes. It was really, um, so, you know, I, I mean, I didn't, you know, I came from a little town. Yeah. I had just moved yeah. to this big city. He had made us move twice. So mm -hmm. I went to three high schools in four years. Oh my gosh. So there was massive huh. change that I experienced at that time. And that has impacted my life so much. Mm -hmm. Um, in fact, to the point where I realized at one point that the man I married was, I get why I married him because the only relationship I ever really saw were my parents. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was my mom and my stepdad, not my parents because right. they divorced so, when I was so young. Yeah. So from that led into, um, 
I guess my next big impactful part of my life was my marriage. Um, and I met my ex-husband in 1994. We married in 97. Um, and we were officially divorced in 2016. Okay. So we were together for over two decades. Um, married officially like 19 years or something like that. Yeah. Um, and that life, uh, boy, when I met him, it was magical and like a fairy tale. Um, we moved around a couple of times around the country together. Um, and he was in radio and had just was really just starting in radio, yep. um, sidekick and all that kind of stuff. And then as we progressed um, through our marriage, I it, let's see, by 2001, I was running the business. So we had gotten our own show in Atlanta called The Burt Show. Um, so he does morning radio in Atlanta still to this point. Um, and when we, when we moved here in 2001, I stopped working in any of my previous careers and took over as CEO of the Burt show. So he and I actually owned the Burt show, owned the content and we sold it to radio stations. So eventually Mm -hmm. we syndicated it. So he's around the country now. Mm. Um, and I think maybe about 20 cities. So built that together. Wow. Really. Um, and in the in and also, <laughs> in addition to the Burt Show, we also started a charitable foundation in two thousand and two called Burt's Big Adventure. Yeah, it's um, and that still exists, yep. and that's a nonprofit where we take um, uh, chronic and terminally ill children and their entire families to Disney World for a five day vacation. Yeah. Um, and in addition, that has grown into this incredible um, special needs support community. Wow! So uh, that that's my legacy. Yes. Um, so I ran that for sixteen years. Um, and in those, I don't even know, is it 22 or 23 years? I think that we were officially fully together. Um, there was, you know, the businesses and the children and the houses and the cars and the staff and the, you know, all of the things. Um, and as we progressed through that life, um, we lost sight of being married people. Wow. So that was the big that became the big thing. Mm. So we were really great at our businesses. We grew successful empires. You know, his show is the number one show in Atlanta and has been for yeah. almost the full time he's Ever. been here. Yeah. Yeah. Forever. Yeah. He has over, you <laughs> yeah. know, over a million people listen to him a, per day. Yeah. Um, the charity just grew exponentially. Um, we've, we've touched 500 families, which equates to, you know, a crazy amount of people. Yeah. So that, um, we, we were really good at that <laughs> and pretty, pretty good at raising our children, mm-hmm. um, but just stopped making us a priority and it just fell apart. Mm-hmm. So um, in the midst of our marriage, there was a point where um, I became addicted to pain medication. So I had migraines uh, from the time I was 17 years old. And once I had my first kid and my hormones changed, um, my migraines became a point of contention where they weren't just once a month or once every couple of months, they were every day. Oh my gosh. And I was seeking help in the medical industry in all kinds of ways, um, homeopathic and also, you know, Western medicine too. Sure. And so at some point I saw a doctor that gave me uh, pain medication, opiates, and it worked. And it was the first thing that took the pain away ever. And I was like, okay, here we go. Mm-hmm. I'm in good shape. Right. You know, and this is nine, this is 2004, three, okay. 
Maybe maybe a little sooner. Maybe it was we're on there. Somewhere okay. in there. Mm-hmm. Cool. 2002, somewhere in there. Um, and <laughs> The opiates made it a little fuzzy. Yeah, I was actually <laughs> relaying. It's so funny. This is We're speaking about this today because I was relaying the story last night to my best friend. Because she was she was fuzzy on it, too. She was trying to remember, like, when did it really go down? Like, we're, we're oh, wow, this is addiction. Mm-hmm. So the first couple years, I was good. I, you know, was used it for the pain, used it properly, all that. But what happens with opiates, and as I've learned and educated myself, um, it takes you to a place where it actually perpetuates the headaches and you take more oh. and more and more. Um, and then it also becomes an addiction too. Where, you know, it, and for me, it was um, the fear of the migraine returning. The fear of the pain yeah. was bigger than what the pills might be doing. So mm. I wasn't going to stop the pills because sure. I was too fearful of the pain. It also, as I realized later on in my breakthroughs, um, that it was helping me escape my marriage that wasn't good. Um, and it was a way for me to just not have to be present in yeah. what was happening to me. And I didn't know at the time that that's what I was doing. So um, I was addicted seven years. And when my second son was born, um, after his one-year birthday, we, w- we had a beach house in the Charleston area. And so the boys and I would go and live at the beach in the summers. And we had been at the beach house a couple of weeks. And I remember being in the kitchen in the morning and I had two pills left in my bottle. And I was looking across at the boys in the playroom. And I couldn't recall Hollis's first year. I was, that's my younger son. So I was struggling remembering it. I only had like very fuzzy memories of his first year. And I thought, what is, what am I doing? Like what, where am I with this? Mm. And realized I didn't have any pills left in my bottle and my father and my sister-in-law who's a nurse um, were coming in that weekend to visit the boys and I and it was just kind of this ease I had like okay this is it it's time oh so it's not that I don't think I think consciously I had thought about it prior and there definitely had been conversation and I had definitely tried to work through getting off of them at times but never a commit real commitment to it so um, that day I decided, and they came in that evening, and we had gotten a babysitter, and we had gone to the pharmacy for me mm. to try to fill this prescription, and I couldn't fill it. It was too soon, obviously, because I was always taking too much. Um, and we got to dinner, and I told them that I was going, to, that was it, that I was not taking any more ever again. So I went cold turkey, um, and my sister-in-law was there, and we had called some doctor friends of hers and made sure people were aware but I did it at home, which I do not recommend. That is not a public service announcement for doing it <laughs> okay. that at home. Do okay. not do that at home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I suggest you go somewhere. But I had the right people around me, and, and I was safe to do it. Yeah. So we did it, um, and um, my ex-husband didn't come for that. Uh, we called him and let him know what I was going to do, and and it's one of the, he still talks about it today that it was a regret one of the biggest regrets of his life mm. but it was also very telling for me sure. and it was an eye opener for me so i think that was a point where i really started to wake up and realize okay we aren't really here for each other we're here for the businesses and we're here for the kids but we aren't here for each other so i got clean and i've been clean ever since um january 19th or june 19th of this year will be 13 years wow that I'm clean. Thank you. Oh my gosh. Thank you. We're totally celebrating that. That's, yeah. It's that's huge. It's, it's massive. Yeah. yeah, it's massive. 
So, um, so that, that was a, a big one. And then I, then I would say at this point, probably the next biggest thing was the divorce. Mm-hmm. So August of 2014, um, Bert had us do a bit on the air and, and the bit on the air was for all of the significant others to write a roast of the on air people. Okay. So I wrote a roast about Bert mm-hmm. and, um, it was things around like why he sucks as a husband. Okay. Uh, right. <laughs> And most of the things that I wrote were things he'd already been self-deprecating about on the air. Uh Right. And I think there were one or two that were new that maybe he didn't know. But whatever it was, he didn't see it till about 20 minutes before it went on the air. And when he read it, he called me and he was devastated and surprised and shocked and over like just couldn't believe I would write the things I wrote. And to me, it was funny. Like, I just thought it was things we'd already talked about or whatever. And didn't realize at the time how explosive it really was and mm. how, um, how painful that could have been for him. Mm-hmm. You know, just didn't just so disconnected. We were so disconnected at this point. Mm-hmm. So, um, that was the, that he read it on the air. Um, it, and it was, and I was not put in a very good light. Um, and that was a, that was the massive breakdown. Mm-hmm. From that, there we were at a point now where, okay, what do we do? So we went back to therapy um, and decided, you know, we needed to figure out where the disconnect was and how we fixed this and got into therapy a couple of months and just, we were too far gone. So there wasn't a way to bring it back together. Mm-hmm. Um, and we tried, uh, but it wasn't possible. So uh, in January of 2015, um, we decided to go ahead and get divorced. We were in a session and I just realized he was angry at me for the same things he'd been angry at for a long time. Thank you. Um, and that we were probably too far gone. So um, we separated in January of 2015, um, officially divorced in 2016. And in that process and over those few years, you know, I did a lot of therapy Um started writing a book mm-hmm. about about my trauma mm-hmm. and included all of the things, the divorce, the mentally ill father, um, the addiction, and the divorce. And those are the four big, I call those sure. like my four big books, yeah. you know, the four right. chapters yeah, the of chapter. my Bible, right? right. right. So um, I started working on a book and I took about two and a half years from the time he we separated before I got into a long-term relationship. Um, I dated a lot and had a good time, but just was trying to heal. Mm -hmm. And I really felt healed. I really felt like I was in a really good place. Um, And I met someone in um, June of 2017 and started dating this person. And um, he moved to Atlanta. We had met somewhere else and, uh, and it was beautiful. And it was, I thought this was it. Like, I, okay, this is my next part of my life. Like this is Mm -hmm. Stacy 2.0. Like, here we go. Started a real estate career. um, And he and I started a team together. Um, and everything was really moving. I felt the momentum and I really felt the boys loved him. And, and it was all, you know, it was all just going in the direction that I expected, you know, mm-hmm. and I had done my time and it was time for me to do my new life. Mm-hmm. And uh, in the fall of 2018, um, my ex-husband uh, brought me back into some litigation and it was uh, devastating how it went down and I try to uh, stay away from the details of it because to me, that isn't necessarily beneficial mm-hmm. to, uh, to anybody. 
So I'll be very um, big picture about it. Yeah, high level. Yep, high level. Thank you. So um, got into this litigation and that went on for around nine, eight to nine months. And by the time we got to the end of it, um, it was, it had destroyed me. Mm. Uh, I literally was as broken as I had ever been in my life. Even from all of those other things that I had experienced, this was the worst one. And it took me to places I never thought I would have to go, experience things I never thought I'd experience. Um, and by the time it was over, I had lost everything. So I had lost a significant amount of money. My, I had to give up my home because of that. Um, I lost my boyfriend in the process. He had been brought into the litigation and it had really broken him mm. and therefore lost my real estate team. Mm -hmm. So I was at, this was October, 2019. I'm on my knees. What is going on? God, you know, mm -hmm. this is, I'm the common denominator here. Like I gotta, I gotta understand what the heck just happened to me. And that's when I reached out to you, Nancy, mm -hmm. and um, was going to be an individual real estate agent and needed a real estate coach. I was just so lost and so broken at the time, too. It's so alone and I needed money. And I was like, what do I do? Mm -hmm. And when I approached you, the real estate coaching thing, um, you, you know, I was like, I think every time we met, I was falling apart, crying in front of you. Like we were pulling Kleenex out from somewhere. And I was like, and you're like, well, I have this life coaching thing too, mm -hmm. if you'd like to try that. And I was like, well, that sounds good. <laughs> That's probably something I need right about now. Mm -hmm. Cry baby, cry, crier McPherson crier over here. Like can't stop crying. Jeez. What's up with her? Um, and that was probably, that was the turning point for me yeah. um, in all of my personal and transformational growth. There's just no question in my mind that all of it played out the way it should. Um, all, all of the leading up to that. So parents divorce, addiction, mentally ill stepfather, my marriage, my divorce, the litigation, all of those things led me to this point. And so now I look at all of them as a blessing, you know, and as a gift that had been wow. given to me. Because without those, I wouldn't be here yeah. And then I couldn't share this story and help other people heal and let them get to their journey of healing and, and know that it can happen to anyone and anybody can get above it. Anybody can, can heal through it and rise above it and transform their lives mm -hmm. because it's not this technology and what I've learned from you through the curriculum that we've done, this course curriculum, the, the jam method, um, and what we followed, you know, anyone can do this curriculum and I'm not special. I'm not on this other side because I have some superpower or that I'm like some incredibly strong human. I am a strong human. Yes. I'm not going to deny that. Um, <laughs> but anybody can find the strength. And so I feel like that was my turning point there. And so over the last, you know, it's over 18 months now, I think it's almost 20 months now, um, that we've been doing this. Wow. Um, time flies yeah that I I'm now at a place where I understand what a, a breakdown is and and, to, and I cherish them now I can't wait for them just had one Monday you know uh, you know th those 
they just take you to this whole next level that eventually, you know, those become easier and easier. And, and now you're on this breakthrough side and it's just an, it's just incredible. So I think that's the highest level I can tell of that story. I, I hope it wasn't too long. No, was, that was <laughs> beautiful. Okay. Yeah, it was absolutely beautiful. I mean, do you, would you classify that, you know, that, that point as the litigation point as, or the, I guess coming out of that litigation point, is that like in this moment, is that rock bottom? Yes. Yes, that was rock bottom. Yeah. For sure. Yep. The moment that I reached out to you, you know, that Zach, uh, my boyfriend had just left Mm -hmm. in in September. And I think I, it was not even 30 days and I reached out to you. Yeah. Yeah. So I was at the, like, I was at the, I didn't even, yeah, I couldn't get off the floor. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yep. That was, that was it. So. I heard you say we util- obviously we utilizing we're utilizing because we're, we're still in process with this yes the, you know the coaching program the jam method in which you know Bill and I utilize to coach all of our coaching clients and what's true for you now though like what's what's true for you now in this moment as you're sitting here that um, is different like how can you see the difference of where you were to where you are now mm. as you reflect on you know those experiences what are the results okay um so one uh is i understand victim versus creator mm. okay beautiful say more so and in all honesty i don't think anyone that knows me would ever describe me as a victim mm-hmm. right um because i am so strong and i have survived so many things and i do keep moving forward and i do try to stay above the storm But at the end of the day, your language speaks everything about who you are and what you're being in your, in who you're being in your space. And so what I realize now through the curriculum and understanding language and, and words that you use and the power of those that I was in victim mode and I was in victim language most of the time. And the biggest teller of that for me was my book. So I had written my book up until the last chapter. Yeah. Yeah from 2017 through 2018, 2019, 2017 to 2019. It was the core of writing it. And I did my first reread of it this past January. So two, three years later, and it's so much victim language, so much blame, so much he did this or she did that, or that happened to me versus the language I use now, which is I co-created everything that occurred in my life. And so from the fact that I, you know, chose who my parents were to now that's the relationships I was in and the experiences I had there to the man I chose to marry mm-hmm. and that I chose to be an addict mm-hmm. and that that none of those things just happened to me. And so you can't be in victim language anymore once you understand that you co-create your life mm-hmm. and the acceptance of that. So accepting that you're a co-creator, yes. right? And But so freaking empowering. Like <laughs> when you finally accept that you're the co-creator, then all of a sudden, forget all the things that I co-created that were not empowering for me. Yeah. Look what I can create now that's yeah. so empowering. So going, f- be- first of all, acknowledging that I was a victim and lived in victim then, then being able to um, take on creator as my title, um, and being a and being a creator now, um, 
moving in moving from victim to creator massive like that's probably the most impactful um, of everything because it kind of trickled down into everything sure. else absolutely um, I love it I think uh, one of the other really huge impactful thing things is that I realize I can't do any of it alone mm-hmm. so for my whole life and most of my life was well I got this or I'm okay, or I'll just push this down because I have others to care for, Mm -hmm. or everyone else was first, and I was last. And I don't say that as a victim, and I don't say that as a martyr, um, because I would tell everyone, if that's what you're choosing, to stop choosing that. That doesn't, you hurt everyone by doing that. Mm -hmm. That is not empowering. You, You rob the world of so much beauty that you can offer because you put yourself last so you don't allow your beauty to be out there and to change other people. Mm -hmm. And now I realize that it's not selfish to put yourself first, that it's a gift to everyone else too. And so that's been massive to, to, so I guess I mixed two things together. So putting yourself Mm -hmm. first um, and recognizing how, how impactful that is to the rest of the world and that you, you are robbing them if by not giving that. And then secondly, recognizing that, I can't do it by myself. And then mm-hmm. all of what I was doing alone was the worst thing I could possibly be doing or not empowering. Um, there's the language. Um, <laughs> so getting into this uh, support community that because of meeting you, Nancy, and getting into coaching with you, you introduced me to this whole beautiful um, Your Day Balance Game community yeah. and having that community and now seeing what that does. So when someone is suffering or feels like they're rock bottom or they don't know where to go, you've got to get into community. Yeah. And it, because it's just unbelievable when you have others to hold that space mm-hmm. for you of unconditional love and, and truly like allow you to just be mm-hmm. and get through what you have to get through without judgment and just let you be. I mean, it's just, I don't know if I've ever felt that there was a space like that for me. I, I know that there's been people in my life sure. that have tried to hold that for me, sure. but a whole community, I mean, it's a game changer. So victim to creator, not doing it alone. Um, so having community and not sat and, and, and not and putting yourself first, mm-hmm. Lo- loving yourself enough. So that would be probably the fourth thing is, is learning to love myself. Awesome. So what's an example of you loving yourself? What oh. have you done? Oh, I quit smoking. <laughs> <laughs> I quit. Yes. Good, very good leading question, Woo. Nancy. You're a very good interviewer. Yes, look at you. you. <laughs> um, look at you, girl. Uh, quitting smoking. So mm-hmm. I smoked for 35 years. Wow. Um, and in November of 2020, yeah. um, I quit smoking. So yesterday was six months Ooh. that I have oh not had a gosh, cigarette. I just got the chills. That's so I mean, Yep. So that was, but I have tried to quit many, many times. And this yep. time, um, with all of the work I've done through the coaching and all of this transformation that has occurred for me in the last 18 months or up until November of last year, uh, realized, oh, well, this smoking thing does not align <laughs> with who I am now yeah, doesn't, doesn't serve at me. all. Yeah. yeah. It yeah. just did not serve me. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, if you're going to take your story into the world and try to impact others and help others heal, so you're going to get on stage and you're going to talk to all these women and tell them, here's what you got to do to heal. Here's how you can transform your life. And then you're going to go backstage and have a cigarette. 
Yeah. Uh, what? That didn't yeah. make any sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I realized how unkind it was mm-hmm. that I what I was mm-hmm. doing to myself, how mm-hmm. unkind I was being to myself. Mm-hmm. And and I was like, whoa, okay, that just doesn't work anymore. You need to be kind to yourself. Mm-hmm. And cigarettes are not kind. Yeah. And so this doesn't feel like quitting at all. This just feels like being Stacy 2.0. Yeah. You're simply complete with the experience of smoking. Thank you very much. Served me and what's next? That's right. <laughs> you know, moving yeah. forward. Yep. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's beautiful. Anything else you want to share? I mean, you've got a lot of wins. You yeah. you've got a lot. Oh of wow. Wins. How about your uh, health and fitness? Oh, yes. Um so I have released 20 pounds. Um and I won't even say that that was over the 18 months. Mm. Um, that has literally occurred in the last 60 days. Wow. So I have, it's the totality of it for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. So the quitting smoking um, eliminated caffeine. So I don't drink any more caffeine because it was coffee with the cigarettes. And oh. then uh, my alcohol intake has gone from a bottle of wine a night to two drinks a week mm-hmm. um, on average. And so eliminating the alcohol has been a major player um in losing the weight yeah um and also just health in general obviously uh and then um just the healing that i have done and especially the breakdowns in the month of april of this past year this just last month um finally really understanding healing um using crying to heal using community to heal using um held unconditional space for me to heal all of those things just let me release i realize that i have just pushed down all of my pain yeah. for the last 50 years right just yeah. have not it's a lot of weight it's a lot of weight a lot of weight yep i mean it translates to all parts of your body and your your, your mentality so, so mm-hmm. yeah. going through what i went through in april especially and how much i released it just fell off mm-hmm. so i literally looked in the mirror about two weeks ago, two weeks ago or so. And because w- I wouldn't even look at myself in the mirror. I was so disgusted by how I looked and yeah. because of the weight. And I looked up for some reason. I was naked and I was like, oh, my God, <laughs> I should probably get on the scale. <laughs> like, huh, something looks a little weird. And I had put a pair of pants on like the day before that were really, really loose. And I was like, hmm. I got on the scale and I was like, what? <laughs> and I had dropped like 14 pounds or something Wow! from the last time I'd looked at the scale, which That's had been a several months prior. Yeah. And I was like, this is crazy. This is just crazy. So it, it really was, you know, a majority of it was emotional weight. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that has been a huge win. Oof. And the way I feel around that and, you know, just everything like my hair is is healthier and my face is healthier and my whole like all my skin and like everything has shifted from the not smoking and then losing the weight so those are two huge wins um and then uh, you know i think um the love Mm -hmm. like loving myself like i don't know if i ever have maybe when i was little Mm. you know or before my mom remarried there may have been where I felt that I loved myself, mm. but after that, it was, it's just not been mm. there. And so to, and I'm not a hundred percent there. Um, you know, it's a journey, of course, right. But who, like even the permission, like getting, receiving the permission to love myself, which I've received from the community 
you know, this, this support community yeah. that you're allowed, mm-hmm. you're allowed to, mm-hmm. I mean, how are we supposed to love you if you don't love you? Yeah. Right. And just recognizing that. So this, this self-love has been mm-hmm. massive. Mm-hmm. Awesome. That is and awesome. That, and because the, the result of you loving yourself more is you've attracted some different experiences into your life. You know, oh my just, gosh. You know, I mean, consciously and unconsciously, I'm sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, it's it just in my boys. Um, I, I have two boys. I think we talked about them earlier, mm-hmm. right? So 18 and 14. And um, the shift in them, the things that they're starting to, to speak about mm-hmm. and speak differently and how they're being in the world. They were already amazing kids, like right. really special kids. But now I just like, it's unbelievable. I mean, just them watching and seeing me and yeah. how I'm being and yep. the way now that that's translating to them and then how they'll be in the world and how they'll influence others. Mm-hmm. Like it's that's the biggest piece mm-hmm. is being able to take your your offspring and say, look at look mm-hmm. at what's look at mom. This is what she's doing. Here's some of the here's some of the tools. Go be it. And I see uh, my 14 year old, especially just recently, he's um, distanced himself from a few friends. And, and we've had conversation and they, it was very purposeful, very intentional that he chose that mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. they don't, they're not lining up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, isn't that amazing how like, as you learn to love yourself and continue to love yourself unconditionally and you are by example, leading others and then you're teaching your boys how they can also lead others. Yeah. yeah that mm-hmm. triple effect is, yeah, it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Have the confidence in themselves because mm-hmm. they see the confidence in you yep. and, and you know, you're calling it beingness and it's, and it's the confidence, it's the self-esteem, it's the trust, the trustworthiness that you have in yourself because of the consistency and the willing to go in that fire head on and not circumvent it. Like you're willing to go in that fire. And so they see that and they're like, Oh, if mom can do it, I can do it too. And it's allowing yourself to be open in it too. I, I've always hid everything from them. Yeah. Just like oh. I've hid it from everyone else. That's interesting. Right? So yeah. healed alone or quietly wow. or if I healed yeah. at all yep. um, privately. And so now when it comes, it just comes. So April, they saw a very raw, cryy, all the time mom. Mm-hmm. And they had to support and be in it. And it was probably it's probably one of the best things I've ever done for them. Mm-hmm. Like they 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 understood it. They knew that they didn't have to save me, that they didn't have to fix it, that they just had to be present and that I was gonna be okay and that this is how you heal and that you don't have to hide these things, that you're allowed to feel what you feel yep. and let it come out. Yep. And 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 release it so that you're not holding twenty pounds of weight right. and you're not holding all of this tension down that so that when you have a drink or so and you then you explode on everyone and mm-hmm. you like lose your mind and you explode it in traffic and you explode on the clerk at the store because you're holding all this in, you know, now they know like they can be open yeah. and, and be free with who they are and, and how they feel. So that's, yeah, that's been miraculous yeah. too. Yeah. So much magic. Awesome. All right. So what else happened in April? Uh. Let's talk about your real estate. Oh, yes. I mean, right. So, so like, we are like, like, oh yeah, so many things. Good so Lord. there's there's so there's so many dimensions to you and that's that's one of the the beautiful things about you is like like your capacity. Like you are a mm-hmm. badass queen, you know? Like Oh, thank you. Like you you have such a tremendous gift of of sharing and connecting and the capacity associated with whatever you touch. So tell us about your three pillars of your business okay. that you, um, where you're headed and like, um, and then of course, you know, 
what else happened in April? Like okay. We all, you know, <laughs> all right, cool. together. Right on. So right about the time that I quit smoking in November, I um, hired a person to help me out with my social media and kind of help me um, go process through that. And as she and I started talking and she's like, you're just so multifaceted. Like there's all these things that you do that you don't tell the world about that mm -hmm. would be gifts to others. Like you should talk about this. And so as we started having conversation, you know, my mind starts going and spirit starts telling me a lot of things. And I'm like, because I was um, doing real estate and then also my side gig or side hustle is interior design. So I was helping friends for a while pro bono. And then I, I started getting hired to do little jobs here yeah. and there. And, yep. and I love it. I love interior design. I just enjoy it so much. It's such a, and this is lovely that we have this it's on the school, podcast. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it's a school bus outside y'all. So okay. <laughs> forgive, forgive. Uh, They're just all beeping at how great my story is and how excited <laughs> they are about it everything. It's confirmation. It yes, is, isn't thank it? You. Thank spirit you. Spirit telling us. Yeah. Thank you. Um, so anyway, um, so I do the interior design and then I was telling her about my book and I, sometimes I get on these rants where I just start like spewing my goddessness and like all of my, all of the things I've learned over the 50 years, you know, my, my wisdom, you know, yeah. I start coming with my wisdom and, um, we just started honing in on it and I was like, you know, like I really want this book to happen and um, and then podcasts started getting suggested to me and you should have a YouTube channel and like, you should tell these things to the world, yeah. your story. And I'm like, okay. And I've always wanted to take my story publicly speaking wise. So yep. it, that's always been a big thing for me is like, I wanted the book and then to be able to speak about the book publicly. Mm -hmm. Now, you know, it all is so organic and evolving as we go. Um, it's all kind of happening at one time. So started reaching out to my web guys and, and then started talking to this marketing firm and all these people started coming into my life and I started, and it was just like all happening how it, you know, I was creating it, yep. you right. know, I was creating it and I was putting out in the universe what I wanted and it was coming back. And so over the last like solid, you know, six months, um, I've had a lot of focus on this, the third pillar too. So the, the first pillar obviously is real estate and interior design, which I call sanctuary. Okay. So that's your sanctuary. So yeah. I can help you find a home and then I can help you make it feel like your home. So from design and, and making it feel like your space. Um, Cause I do a lot of repurposing in my interior design too. So I like to use a lot, utilize what you already have and make that happen for you first. Cool. Um, and then my, my um, second pillar I call is self. And that's the podcast I'm developing and the YouTube channel that I'm developing in the book. Um, and then the life coaching. So I actually, Nancy has inspired me and I now have my own first coaching client. Nice. Um, so I'm, I'm doing that and then speaking. So the, the speaker part is, is, is the other, the third pillar. And that's where I would take my message on stage. And, you know, I visualize myself in front of 50,000 women, you know, yeah. in like Mer Mercedes Benz stadium here in Atlanta. Like I see that that's a possibility. Nice. Um, and so those are my three big pillars. Um, and all of those speak to home you know, speak to, to besides finding your home and decorating your home is, is being able to let you feel at home in your home. Yeah. And that's your center and your heart is your yeah. home. Yeah. And so how do we make you get heart centered and feel at home within yourself? Mm -hmm. And yeah, so that's my message. And so as that is developed, and then I spoke my mission statement into the world in, in the first of January, and that brought on me really like the momentum of this happening on this web on my website and all these all these multi I call them 
I call it a portfolio career, mm-hmm. okay. right? So you have your portfolio of your of your investments. Yeah. Same idea. I have a portfolio career. Uh, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Um, but real estate's my foundation. So I'm working through this healing in April, and I realize one of the big pieces of the healing is that I have this loneliness that I've been feeling and really experiencing it deeply and painfully for quite a while, for about a year or so. Just, just very deep loneliness. And... As Nancy mentioned earlier, I'm a connector. Like, that's what I do. Like, I make connections. I need to be connected. I need mm-hmm. to be with other energy. And I need to be with other sources of energy and people that lift me and I lift them. And, yep. like, that's what drives me. That's who I am. That's who I've always been. I mean, I built Bert's Big Adventure, and that was all about connection. Yep. You know, what Bert does on the air um, with his show is all about connection. You know, they talk about their lives. So mm-hmm. my life is connection. So I was doing real estate as a single agent with a brokerage that is virtual. So there isn't even an office to go to to see people, mm. right? So I, I did it, and, and, it, and it, it was a good choice at the time. Um, it, was de- it was definitely a choice at the time that was, was where I needed to go. But after over a year of doing that and also being um, broken up from my boyfriend and being uncoupled, and it's the longest I've ever been uncoupled oh, in yeah. my life yeah. is right now. Um, so even though I waited two and a half years to get in that long-term relationship, I did date several people for shorter term, right? So uncoupled, completely uncoupled, this is the longest I've ever been Okay. in my life. So I think my first boyfriend was in sixth grade. Oh. No, third grade, <laughs> Sean O'Hanlon. Oh. Third grade. Nice. Yeah. So it's a long time. Nice. Um, and so I, this, this was, this has been, so a lot of very deep loneliness and, in the midst of the loneliness, recognizing and learning that the reason it's there is because I'm trying to fall in love with myself Mm -hmm. so that I don't ever feel alone because I'm not. Mm -hmm. I have me, and I also have within me my divine source of God. You're whole and complete. Right, so God is with me all the time, and, and he and I are one. And so how could I ever be alone? And, you know, just that was a big breakthrough that happened in April. And in order to rectify the real estate issue, I was like, what am I doing out here alone? Like, this doesn't make sense for me personally. So I said, well, I'm just going to create what I need here. And what I need is a team. And I have a team sitting right in front of me all the time. (laughs) And I have my coach, Nancy, and then her husband, Bill, who have this incredible Jameson and Company real estate team, and they've been doing it for two decades or so, why wouldn't I try to be a part of that? Mm-hmm. I mean, that only made sense to me. So I approached you and said, you know, what do you think? And then you guys talked about it. And the meeting when we had it and you told me that you guys were all about it, it was so magical to me mm-hmm. because I felt coming to you was like a charity case. Like, mm-hmm. please help me. I don't want to be alone anymore. Please let me get on your team. <laughs> and when you came back, it was a total win-win. Like, yeah. what do you mean? Like combining us all together, what a powerhouse this will be. It was just a game changer for me. So that was, that was massive. What came out of that healing was understanding that I am not alone. I am never alone. And outside of me and God, I have this incredible support community. Mm-hmm. And then I have this other, you know, the boys and like, there's just, I don't have to be. And I created the space in order for me to not be. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Yeah. It's beautiful. Thank you. Ooh. Well, would you like to share your mission statement? 
with everybody? Oh, sure. Because that's, uh, I, I mean, that's, that's an incredible amount of work that you've put into yourself. And, um, and I think it's beautiful. I mean, it is, and it's so powerful every time you share it. Like, yeah. I can't believe like how, when I sit, when I actually speak the words out loud, how powerful yeah. it feels to oh, me yeah. and how it feels so real. Um, okay. So Stacey S. Weiss mission statement. Um, to consciously create authentic, impactful, loving connections with myself, others in life, deeply rooted in unshakable faith that intentionally empowers my purpose of being an unstoppable source of transformative healing that I kindly and courageously share with the world. <laughs> That's just amazing. <laughs> Y'all watch um, out. Right? <laughs> so, so it is. When I get into these breakdowns, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. And I will look at Nancy or I'll say to Nancy, I don't want to do these anymore. I don't like these. These are so hard. Why are these so hard? And she's like, well, what did you expect when you spoke this into the world? Like you spoke this mission statement that is so massive. What you're trying to impact is so huge. And the way you're going to do it is how did you think that you wouldn't have these breakdowns? So then I kind of welcome them a little bit more and a little easier because I fully want I don't want, I know that this will come to fruition. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's just no question in my mind. It's already happening. Yeah. It's Unstoppable source. Yep. Yeah. It's happening. Yeah. Unshakable faith. Oh, my gosh. Beautiful. Awesome. Well, welcome to the team. Yes. Welcome <laughs> Thank to you. Team. We're so excited you're here. It's Thank just you. been so amazing yeah. so far. Oh, Absolutely. my gosh. Yeah. I'm so excited about what we're going to, uh, I mean, mm-hmm. watch out. Everybody yeah, watch out. Yeah. yeah, it's all happening. It's yeah. happening. I like how it started off a little stealthy. And now it's really like we're coming out of stealth and oh, you yeah. know, it's the, uh, the yes. uncovering has begun. So <laughs> yeah. It's Super cool. cool. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. awesome. Do you have any questions? No. I, I mean, I pretty like much asked. I, so you're going to rewrite, you're going to rewrite the book in, in, yes. in, in, a, in a different, in yeah, a different so way. Yeah. So that's super exciting. So, um, and I actually, I, I finally have a title that I think is not a working title anymore. So I, I at first I was calling it, um, above the storm, five steps of surviving trauma. And it really is a five-step process kind of book, but it's my story too. So it's my memoirs interchanged so that you have example as to how you can, these, why these five steps are credible. But now, um, through all of my work, the, the thing I keep saying over and over is I didn't know, Mm -hmm. like there's these things I know now Mm -hmm. through this transformation and, and learning these, this technology and what's available to you to heal these were things I just didn't know before. Yeah. And so I think I'm going to call it, I didn't know. <laughs> That's <Okay>. awesome. <laughs> I didn't know. That's awesome. You know, and then it'll be something about five steps to, tra- to surviving trauma yeah. or healing, healing trauma. Yeah. Surviving feels, it, it, I don't like the power of that word either. So I like the healing word better now. Yeah. Um, but what I've realized is, wow, what a gift to have written it the way I did write it. Yeah. Because course. now... It, I will be, bring the ec- excerpts in from the original book and say, this is how I spoke before. Oh, yeah. This so cool. is what my transformation Absolutely. did for me. Absolutely. This is how you can be a creator. Mm-hmm. So it's, yeah, it's yeah. really about. Yeah, it's very creative. It li- you literally will see the transformation. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, you got to have contrast for context, mm-hmm. right? Yes. And uh, I, can't, yeah. I can't think of a greater example than, than that. That's amazing. For yeah, sure. so that's really exciting. Mm-hmm. And then another question that's just totally like a little bit off, but. What happened to your migraines? Oh, interesting. Um, yeah, so so as I learned all of the science of it, um, as soon as I stopped the pills, the migraines went away immediately. Never had another one. Are you kidding me? <laughs> nope. Opiates perpetuate 
migraines. Mm. Do not take opiates to alleviate a migraine. Got it. Wow. Because it will cause more headaches. Sure. It it perpetuates. It causes more headaches. And the the emotional weight of taking them when you know that there might be a different way. Well, any addiction. You know, the first thing that you feel is this intense relief of pressure that's on top of you. Like you feel like this pressure on your shoulders and your back and your neck all the time Mm -hmm. or your chest. And so it's the, how many pills do I have left? I have to count them in the bottle. Where's the bottle? Do I have the bottle with me? Um, when, when, when can I get more? How do I find more? What if I can't get them from here? How do I get them from there? Same with cigarettes. How many cigarettes do I have left in the pack? Do I need to go to the store? How much wine do I have? How much coffee do I have? Do I have enough to have my cigarettes? Wow. You have all of that. So that's all, all addiction. Wow. Got it. Cool. Awesome. Well, thank you for leaving that stuff behind. (laughs) <laughs> yes <laughs> for sure mm-hmm. and they, sharing you and, know i mean sharing very authentically yeah. like that that so. those last like three minutes <laughs> that you just shared could be a whole nother episode you know just covering addiction and and um and the support and the assistance and just the energy associated with carrying mm-hmm. all of that and i mean that surrender. was yeah it was very beautiful very beautiful where can someone find you when they want to sell their house buy a house buy an investment property or design, you know, maybe do like some interior design for their house or book a speaking engagement for you? Well, at the moment, the website is not launched. Okay. Um, I was rushing it a little bit, so I pulled back and I don't have a launch date, but it will be some, it will be before the end of this year. Yeah. Um, But in the meantime, I think social media is the best place to find me. Cool. That's really the easiest way. And Instagram is probably the best way to do it. So, and I'm just Stacy S. Weiss everywhere. So if you want to find me, that's my handle. Um, Yep. So you can find me anywhere and it's EY. So Stacy S. Weiss. Um, Even if you just Google me, I come up. Sure. There's lots of stuff that comes up if you Google me. So yeah, yeah, that's probably the best way to do it. Stacy Weiss. Is the S for Superwoman or? uh... Uh, Unstoppable Source. Yes. Yes. Superwoman, sexy. Yes. um, Super cool. Speak it. Uh, (laughs) Let's see. What Speaker. Mm hmm. We have them all in there. Got it. Mm-hmm. Awesome. I we use we use the S a lot, and the website will launch soon, and that will have like way more information. Yeah, of course. Cool. That's great. That's great. You are amazing for being uh, here yes. and hanging out with us, not only on the team but doing this podcast and just being so genuine. You know, I really appreciate the time of us sharing like this back and forth, and just you know, hearing your story. I've heard bits and pieces, and hearing it all together was. Uh, gives me new context as well Mm -hmm. so thank you no i'm so appreciative and grateful that you guys allowed me to do this and i can't wait to get hear responses like every time that the story is shared someone else heals um, or finds a way to heal Mm -hmm. and so it just it's just miraculous and it may it just it's everything it is really everything to me right now yeah awesome great thank you you're welcome love you too awesome thank you all right, guys, that was amazing <laughs> totally. and uh, and totally. beautiful and wonderful. And, and I, too, am very excited to hear about the comments. So, of course, feel free to ask any questions that you may have. Sex, money and real estate at gmail.com. Or you can find us at sex, money, real estate on Instagram. And then, of course, you can find us through Stacy. So cool. All right. Well, all for now, we appreciate you tuning in as always. And we'll see you on the flip side. Yeah. See you next week. Love goes out. Bye. Wow, what a show. Thank you so much for listening. 
And if you're inspired, we ask that you share the podcast with one person and subscribe and follow the show. I'm Bill Jameson. And I'm Nancy Jameson. And remember, it's, it's a, great a great life. life. Quick note about the Sex, Money, and Real Estate podcast. We are not doctors or licensed therapists. We are a joyous, abundant, and mature couple passionately sharing our story of growth around sex, money, and real estate. Our thoughts, opinions, and beliefs are our own, so please consult your doctor, healthcare provider, or your broker regarding any questions or issues you have related to your physical or mental health or specific state laws regarding your real estate business.